I'm so glad that we decided to finally launch this new thing called the Pop Culture Roundup. We've been, (laughs) you know, we haven't had a Tuesday episode in years. So it's great that we came up with an idea to fill that spot. It's like, oh my goodness, they need more of us. What have we been doing? Like, honestly, why haven't we done this before? Um, That would be my fault. (laughs) Sorry to say. Yeah, Matt, Matt keeps himself busy, I guess. Monday is this fun day, um, as the kids say. Here's the problem with film PR people, everyone, in case you're a film (laughs) PR person and you're listening. They schedule these screenings for me to go to, which I have to go to for work. And let's say it's like a Marvel movie or whatever. They do not tell me a month in advance, oh, we're going to have the Marvel screening on the Tuesday before. And they don't tell me, oh, there's a couple of screening options. You know, you can sort of (laughs) do this. You can do it a Saturday morning. You could do it Tuesday afternoon. No, I'll get an email like maybe a week in advance that's like, hey, the only screening for the Marvels is actually next Tuesday at 630. Like, hope you don't have anything. (laughs) And... It's like if you happen to have a concert or something like like there are times where I'm like, well, I can't I can't write on this because I, you know, are like I'm on vacation or I had already booked something. And it's like I just can't see this movie when I'm supposed to see it. So I'm going to have to wait and watch it with everybody else. Oh, so that's that's an option. Well, if if there's something that's like pressing, 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 you know, like like if I, I know, spent I like if I had Beyonce tickets that I spent dollars on, <laughs> then I'm obviously not going to do that. You're yeah. low on my priority list, Shelby. Know. You know, that's like, what I'm hearing. Below, like watering the grass hurtful, and sort of frankly. like going to get a going to get a snapple, yeah. you know, whatever. I know it's really hard. It's I'm really sort of hard, like, but it's okay. is there anything I can do on a Monday? That's how it feels sometimes. Every day, every Monday, we rolls around and I'm like, is he going to say yes today? Like, is this a good day or a bad day? It's a bonus. Well, last week no you were in situation. town in New York, and I would just like to inform the listeners, because I feel like they're our friends at this point, yeah, of the yeah, most of shocking detail of your life that I have ever heard. Oh my gosh! Which I don't is even know what I revealed? You just rove around the parks in Los Angeles, hitting up <laughs> unsuspecting friends or uh, strangers, trying to make them your friends. Like that's your that's... friendship making strategy. Yes. You just wander around parks, and yes. then you got a group of these people that you conned to come to Penny's birthday party. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like... rogue park strangers. It's like a barter system, you know, they get something out of it. Like they got pizza and cupcakes that time and I got to pretend I had friends, you know, like it's like, it's how adult friendliness goes. Like what else am I supposed to do? You know what it sort of reminds me of? Did you ever see the movie Because of (laughs) Winn-Dixie? Okay. Where she I has mean, the birthday party, but it's but it's like the misfits people. It's like the town librarian oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. and like guy who owns, yes, works at the, the washing car washing <laughs> place or whatever. <laughs> well, not all of us um, 
have little social butterfly compact life skills you know like it's like you have your work people you have people that you've met in person through other work or through church or whatever it is you've collected your little you know pokemon cards and now you get to you know nudge them every few days to see if they want to hang out because they're like basically your neighbors and that's don't not for don't me. try to blame this on me. The problem is you. <laughs> the problem is that you left New York. If you would have stayed here, you would have had friends. You'd had me. You would have had eight years worth of people. But you had to leave. Oh, Rob is back back in med school or whatever. Like he could have done. He could have done med school in New York. Ever think about that? Well, there's plenty of med schools here. We didn't know him. We weren't dating when he. He could have transferred. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. No. That has to be a thing, But it's right? okay because you know what? My methodology is working. So basically, okay. I'm one step closer to writing a self-help book. It's like, <laughs> I don't know, girl, get your friends, you know? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm almost Girl, there. get your ass to the park and make <laughs> yeah. some friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, my spinoff podcast is forthcoming. <laughs> I will share my tips and tricks on I'm how I'm going to get approach. replaced by... <laughs> A groundskeeper <laughs> at the, you know, Hacienda Village or whatever yeah, yeah. L.A. parks are called. Um, okay, but anyways, we are anyways. doing a pop culture roundup. So there is yes. pop culture news to round up. What a do you have bit. for us? I mean, yeah, honestly, I'm disappointed because we had so much great news over the last like three weeks that I'd been like saving and I had to delete it all because I'm like, this is old news now. So thanks for nothing. <laughs> I hope freaking whatever indie A24 film 12 people saw was worth it. But I do have, um, I mean, Taylor me. Swift. What was the most important bit of news that we didn't get to talk about? I don't remember. I deleted it all. I So real pressing. In a, yeah. Well, like I said, it's three weeks old, which is basically 300 years. Taylor Swift, I feel like, hasn't done much of She's just is ha- getting dinner with e- seemingly every person who's yes, ever been okay. alive. Oh, my gosh. Wait. Wait. What? This is good. This is good intro because this is like a rumor. Okay. So it's a multi-layered. Hugh Jackman, divorced. Rumor is oh, yes, come out the gay. gay. Okay. Right. Anthony I, well, I have, Queer I have, Eye. But I have additions on that. Okay, well, I have insider intel. Did I tell? But, but, well, I feel like if we're going through the layers, I I have heard, I've heard that whenever he does a Broadway show, he sleeps with all the little twinks on the show and that he's hooked up with multiple people who were in the Music Man cast with them and made them sign NDAs. And (laughs) some of the Music Man twinks were TikTokers. (laughs) So it's possible that. Hugh Jackman has been in relationships with the various Music Man TikTok twinks. Oh my gosh. Well, that is relevant um, because speaking of, am I allowed to say twink? Yes, you can say twink. <laughs> speaking of twinks, <laughs> it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. Okay. <laughs> okay. But Anthony from Queer Eye. I don't, he, he doesn't count as a twink. Okay. okay he's too well, muscular. You have to okay, be real skinny. I mean, he and feels young. like he's. Desperate, but it's fine. You'd be a twunk. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for educating me. Mm-hmm. I'm learning and growing. Um, Anthony, the hot one from Queer Eye, he has been engaged for like, I don't know, three, four years, a yes. long time, mm-hmm. but he announced his breakup. And the TikTok rumor mill, rumor mill is, is like ins- insistent that 
Anthony and Hugh Jackman are an item, which is further verified or, you know, I guess um, the flames are flaming because they were part of Taylor Swift's like entourage to the Chiefs game in New York a couple, like a month ago or whatever. And so for whatever reason, the like Dumois of it all, the blind items are all nudging towards the possibility that they've had this affair for a while now and are about to come out as like. Do we have any evidence that these two people hang out together? Like I said, yes, they were. They they arrived at Taylor Swift's like football fantasy party together and we're standing next to each other no physical like they came in the same car or they were just at the same event right and talking to verify to okay yeah of course it's it's based on nothing it's based on absolutely nothing except that taylor swift didn't invite every single person on planet earth to that game she invited anthony who she knows and we were all like why is hugh jackman here right hugh jackman came with anthony so it's not like Taylor and Hugh have a relationship. Hugh Jackman in the same way. came with Anthony. That we know. They arrived in the same. Yes, they arrived. They, okay. they were seen. That Arriving was the together. only connection. Like Taylor has not had a relationship with Hugh Jackman. So Hugh Jackman knows Ryan Reynolds. So he could have been with Ryan Reynolds. But he was also standing next to. <laughs> well, no, because here's the thing. Next he, to here's Anthony. the thing. No, 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 no. I know what this is. I, I know 100% what this is because. Hugh Jackman is also in the new Deadpool yes, 3 Deadpool, movie, yes. which Sean Levy is also in. And Sean yes. Levy, I believe, was also at the game. So that's why Hugh Jackman was there. Okay, that's logical. So, I mean, logical. he might have talked to Anthony that's there, logical. but it's not like they came together in the same car or whatever. Like, the reason they why Hugh Jackman was there. They in the there, same car. That's just a fact. There was like a whole everybody who was celebrities oh. that just popped out. Oh, okay. okay. So they all came You're from some pregame or something. I... I preface this by saying that this is a rumor. Okay. So it ha- we do know that Anthony and Hugh Jackman have met, but aside from that, yes, we we know that they've met. We know that they're they both recently single. split up, and we know that the rumor is Hugh Jackman is gay. Well, that's all the so information that's we where need, it's folks. Like, what are these two gays? Doing? What are these two single gays? What could they possibly be doing if not having an affair? Exactly. So we're just waiting to see, um, but I felt like the people needed to. You know, I was once spotted at Anthony's restaurant in the West Village. So oh maybe gosh. I'm having an affair with Anthony, Are although you? I think he's engaged me. at the you same time. No, I don't. <laughs> if if Anthony's type is Hugh Jackman, unfortunately, <laughs> I am not trafficking in the same body type, you yeah. know? Yeah, I'm about yeah, 30 true. years younger and 200 <laughs> pounds of muscles lighter. <laughs> Alas. Yeah, and you don't have the vocal chops or the charisma, you know. It, 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 charisma? We all have strings. Yeah. Charisma? <laughs> you could not pull off the greatest showman. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, I'm, I'm desperately, I'm, I'm trying to find the, um, the only song that I can think of is never, never, but he doesn't sing that <laughs> one. Sing it. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, this is exciting. Do we think yes. that Taylor knows that this covert affair is happening in her booth? That they might I have so. given a blowy think, in the in I the think back if section? It comes out, <laughs> I think if it comes out that they're together, then it, it adds even more credence to the idea that Taylor Swift herself is is a lesbian yeah because she's like oh hugh jackman we have so much in common do we think that every person in that booth could have been gay 
Oh my gosh. Wow. And the, it's all beards. Oh maybe maybe gosh. Taylor Swift is in a relationship with Blake Lively now. And uh, Ryan Reynolds is also gay. Yeah, and it's a beard it's a situation. Trouble. We don't need to we don't need to That's you know, true too. It, it 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 could be anything. It could be a whole orgy family. Like I don't know. Orgy family. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a technical term <laughs> I learned on the playground. Um okay. <laughs> anything else in this plot? Anything else with Taylor? Well, the time person of the year, which you and I talked about. Oh yeah. IRL. Yes. I think a lot of people were like oh my gosh, why are we picking her and not like a politician? And it's like, yeah, because it, it is what it is. Like, I, can't, I can't pretend to like care more about this because it's not like you guys all cared when whoever was chosen last year was chosen. Like, who was it? It was Malala like the, or somebody. Oh, it was like the Ukraine. It was like the Ukraine oh, yes. journalist. So yeah, the should Ukraine. it have been Palestinian journalist? Sure, 100%. Taylor Swift is not the most important person on planet Earth today. But it's like, you know, it was inevitable. She was a huge person talked about this year like every single person has had to confront taylor at some point in this year um and then like yeah there were some interesting tidbits i feel like less interested in breaking it down because obviously i'm doing a full download on my swiftish podcast um so that's called a plug yeah Um, she, she uh i mean when I saw the news, I was like, this is not, or I, there was a list that was leaked early that was like the potential people oh, for yeah. the cover. <laughs> and I, and I'm unsure exactly. Cause I feel like that only came out like a couple days before and you would think, okay, they would have had to have, they did the interview, right. they did the shoot. Like, all, so this must've been decided like a month ago. Um, so I don't know why this like perspective list came out, but I was like, obviously I think it's going to be Taylor Swift for the sole reason of that. These magazine people recognize how she sells everything, like everything she touches sells out. And it's like, if this is a print magazine, which is probably struggling to sell copies, they can do one issue that has Taylor Swift on the cover. They're going to sell more than they've probably sold the rest of the year combined and keep a bunch of people's jobs up and running, you know, like, so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to quibble with this decision. Like (laughs) journalists got to do what they got to do. And this seems like it's, it makes, it seems perfectly fine that she would be the person of the year. This has been a big year for her mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, in the interview, you know, she's dredging back up some of her <laughs> favorite topics that she hates to discuss. But oh no, I don't Kim think Kardashian she's ever said she needs to discuss it. I think she said that she hates that other people discuss it without her. You know, like there's a mm. distinction. <laughs> okay. Okay. But also I do think it's interesting because she hasn't done like a like an interview since nineteen eighty nine. Um so this was like her first like sit down with a oh, yeah, journalist. She's just done like essays or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's like been don't talk to me, I'll talk to you. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. passing notes in grade school. Um, but this was a big one. So it, it did have a lot of juicy stuff in a way um because yeah no one has been able to ask her how she felt about like the famous gate or the cancellation or scooter Braun, except what she has said in her various posts um so yeah i mean it definitely did feel like she was she had a laundry list of things that she had to touch on um and i think that's part of it but then yeah of course she she 
she's a Sagittarius, right? She can't let things go like you. <laughs> That's not, that is not a Sagittarius trait. You can keep saying like that her and I are a Sagittarius, but yeah. which we are technically. Yeah. But we. Uh, You've uh, really done your homework on this. You know how to separate yourself from Taylor's well, star I Well, I just don't <laughs> like, like there are certain traits that I would say like, okay, yeah, that's a Sagittarius. Like the fact that she's like, um, you know, that she like likes trying new things and she's always like pushing through to different, you know, that she's sort of like not satisfied to like just stick in her lane. You know, yeah, she's exactly. like, I got to do pop music. I got to do movies. I got to do whatever. Like that's very Sagittarius because we're always like ready for an adventure. Um, sort of wanting to be like in the center of things and sort of like it, know people's drama. I feel like that's a Sagittarius yeah. trait. Um, okay. But okay. yeah, but like holding on to a grudge or whatever, I feel like well, is okay. Fine, I'm sorry. Is I less used the wrong language is less of a, a Sagittarius are are like easy breezy sort no, of. No, like, I've never heard anyone call a Sagittarius easy breezy. I you don't, don't even know, know much about star signs about this the. Yeah, I don't, you don't know, know anything about astrology, but I know that that's never been the joke about Sagittarius C's. <laughs> they're like, they're like, the the thing with the Sagittarius is that they're like bad at commitment. That's the joke that people make because they're like okay. always looking for the next high, like ready to go to the next party or whatever. Yeah, like like Taylor Swift's drinking is probably a Sagittarius quality. <laughs> like getting drunk at okay, the party okay. and being like, wah, wah, wah. Okay. Well, anyways, so your most interesting or eye-rolly part of her article was that she talked about Kim K. Is that right? I mean, I just feel like we've been through this so many times. It's like nobody cares anymore. Like, I don't. Kim Kardashian brings it up, too, you know. No, and exactly. I'm like, Kim, you you can stop talking about it. Kanye can stop. (laughs) (laughs) Is Kim a Sagittarius? When is her birthday? So. I don't know. She's got to be something else. Like, is, um, I'm like, th- th- we've just, we've been through this enough. Like, like, I feel like if we're going, if Taylor Swift is going to give us tidbits on things or if there's stuff that like I'm more in- interested in, it's like, what's going on with Joelle when, how does she feel about the lesbian rumors? Like, yeah, you yeah. know, the, to be fair, it about wasn't tour. Like... how does she feel about the like, um, the fact that she has the two private jets and you like I don't know there's like right. more interesting the things the, yeah well or I don't or think the, it was I mean like, even the scooter brawn and stuff I yeah, feel like or the re-releases that. or whatever like I think that's, all of that, that is more yeah you didn't right read it. you read a you read no. a you read a highlight well, no which was I'm just one I'm sentence. not saying that she didn't talk about those things I'm just saying that like we don't need to discuss the Kim Kardashian stuff. Yeah. There's nothing new about that. We've seen right. both sets of tapes or whatever. Now we've heard yeah. everybody's take on this. Like, yeah. unless, unless there's some, you know, to be no, clear. like eyewitness or something. It's like, I don't, hate it. <laughs> I don't think she was delivering it as like, Oh, well, have you thought of it this way? It was more like this happened to me. And so I did this, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like you being like, wow working with Shelby hell on earth you know you dine out on that sentiment without it feeling like you're not letting it go you know like it was just like context basically is what it felt like yeah, in the but I'm trapped scheme. here with you you know it's hard to <laughs> I can't move on this is my yeah, current yeah. existence well now you get it now you get the weight the toll that this cancellation 
had on Miss Allison Swift. Miss Taylor Allison Swift. Apologies. Taylor Allison Swift. Okay, yeah. let's get into the Golden Globe nominations. Okay. Because we, we've been on this podcast for 20 minutes already. Um, let's talk Golden Globes. Yes, Golden, Golden Globes. Globes. The Golden Globes are back in yes. case you there's been all of this. There was the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. They were taking bribes. There was only like right. 70 of them. Their choices were racist. They sort of got canceled. They <laughs> went away. Um, then they added more members. They tried to diversify. There was all these rumors about like, oh, were they diverse enough? Weren't they? They got their telecast got canceled. Um, last year, I think that they like may had some sort of like announcement kind of thing of who won, but like nobody really gave speeches or whatever. Um, then they got bought by a Penske media company this year. They announced that they had new categories. And then recently they announced, Oh, we are having a telecast. It's on CBS. Um, and it's going to be, you know, sort of like a big glitzy affair, which makes it seem like it's returning to business as usual. Although it's now much I mean, I say much bigger group instead of 70 people. It's like 300 people. Um, yeah. And so there's the, but there was a lot of like consternation, I think, about who they were going to nominate, what they were going to nominate, um, if those nominations would look different than they had in the past because of the, um, you know, who who's involved and kind of what they're looking for. Would there be more diversity? Um, and so, so yeah, the nominations came out this morning. I, I had forgotten that they have all of these TV categories too. Like <laughs> there were, there's so many well, categories. Emily Paris, they, they were right. flown to the chateaus, right? Yes, famously. And then <laughs> Emily and Paris got nominated for best yeah. drama or comedy or whatever. Um, so yeah, the nominees came out this morning. And I feel like in general, it seems to me that the Golden Globe, like they have more because they have in the movie sections, because they have drama and comedy, they have more spots. And also they opened things up this year as well, having six nominees in every category instead of five. So it's like you have basically 12 best actress contenders up rather than at the Oscars where there's five best actress contenders. Mm -hmm. So... On one hand, there are some sort of like slightly head scratchery nominees in here, but just because of the quantity that they need. But on the other hand, it's basically the like most obvious, obvious choices. It was lots yeah. of Barbie and Oppenheimer and the holdovers and Killers of the Flower Moon and Past Lives. Um, like sort of the main big heavy hitters and not a ton of like weird or interesting things. I feel like they were sort of trying to like vote as legitimately as possible <laughs> so that people couldn't like quibble too much over the nominations on nomination yeah. morning. Like there's not that much fun stuff going on here with the exception of the fact that a color, the color purple got several nominations, but did not get in for best musical or comedy, which for me is like, huh? Cause that's really good. It's a really big, musical that's coming out one of the only musicals this year um they like to nominate musicals i guess because it doesn't come out till christmas you could say okay maybe some people haven't seen it yet or like they're they weren't able to screen it but that felt yeah. a little bit odd for me um well, and because the comedy lineup is so freaking weird like why is may december there may december is kind of a comedy <laughs> may december 
Yeah, Did you see I guess. It? Yeah, I did. I wouldn't but, say it's like a comedy. It's like a, a camp thriller, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I these categories are always weird. Like, remember the year yeah. when Bohemian Rhapsody wasn't in musical or comedy? It was in drama. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like in a section called music or comedy, like it should have a musical. I guess is yes. Barbie is Barbie the musical in their mind? Like, I guess Barbie sort of counts as a musical. <laughs> Dua Lipa got nominated for best uh, original Wait, song. And how is so Air that. there? Like, who saw Air? Air feels very Golden Globey to me. Yeah, well, it's just like because remember they want the stars oh, there, and they also yeah. nominated Matt Damon. Matt Damon um, and Ben Brad. Affleck, I think, would, Affleck. would have to go oh, yeah. because he's the director and you know stuff. Of course. Um, Maestro got nominated. I think one thing that was sort of surprising, and I feel like also speaks to the kind of like legitimacy thing that they've got going on, is that in drama, Zone of Interest and Anatomy of a Fall both got nominated, which are both international movies that don't necessarily have like big stars in them. So it's a little bit surprising that the Golden Globes went for them in comparison to, you know, things that. Past lives, technically, right? Well, yeah, past lives because the past lives is in their foreign language category as well because it has a, a decent amount of Korean in it. Um, oh, so it's nominated for role. best motion picture drama and best non English film. Yes, I believe so. Let me huh. make sure. Yeah, best foreign language film: Anatomy of a Fall, Fallen Leaves, Io Capitano, Past Lives, Society of the Snow, and The Zone of Interest. Society of the Snow is this movie about these like Peruvian rugby players or something whose plane crashes and they have to eat each other. And I'm like, Ooh, I can't watch another. I can't watch another plane crash cannibal. Yeah, that's thing. a true story, right? I know, but I'm just oh. like, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I'm like, please let this not get nominated for anything. I don't want to have to see it. Wait, what's it called? Because I am interested. Society of the Snow. I think it's on Netflix. Or if it's not on there now, it's coming. Society of the Snow. That's Rob's Peoples, too. So It might not be Peru. Yeah, I know. It's not, but I want to be stupid. (laughs) (laughs) The, The other thing, though, that I feel like we need to talk about is that they launched this new category called Cinematic and Box Office Achievement in Motion Pictures. I was wondering about this, yes. Which I don't think we have any sort of indication on what this is just, like, what this is based on. It's obviously based something on, like, doing well at the box office and money. But, like... it's like the best popular category. Right, yeah, that they tried to make. And so the nominees this year are Barbie, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, John Wick 4, the new Mission Impossible <laughs> movie, Oppenheimer, Spider-Man in, Across the Spider-Verse, the Super Mario Brothers movie, and the Taylor Swift Eras Tour concert. Yes. And I'm just like, what are like what are we basing this? Is it yeah, like so the weird. best movie that made a lot of money? So is it basically just like Barbie's gonna win another award here? Or like does it does yeah, it have it to like do with like cultural impact? Well, or sort of like, oh, the movie that made money that like wasn't supposed to, or like I, I guess I just don't know how you judge this. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's like if it was like Barbie, Oppenheimer, and Taylor Swift, or like Super Mario, you'd be like, oh, okay, like financial zeitgeisty. But like 
the existence of John Wick and even Mission Impossible on here is like what, like, I don't know. Those are like number 10 sequels and who was really talking to him, talking about him for more than a weekend. And like, did anyone, with John Wick, did it perform well? I mean, John Wick came out earlier in the year and I think like did have some sort of cultural zeitgeist. Yeah. But Mission Impossible and Guardians of the Galaxy both just like appeared and disappeared. Yeah. And didn't do as well in the box office as they were expected to. That's funny. I think it's just an excuse to get Taylor Swift at the table, personally. Um, and I feel like she'll win. I was thinking about this the, and the other next day too. year. There will be another scandal about how the Golden Globes was bought by Taylor Swift, and they <laughs> she did she did not release a single though with that concert, right? No, she didn't. No. Which I'm sort of surprised by because Beyonce did. I mean, she doesn't appear to be campaigning for an Oscar at all or anything. And also, like Renaissance well, came out so late, but and it was like it was a documentary, so it's like it'd be weird for Taylor to introduce a new song in a concert film like how would that because it's just the concert you know well i mean i guess over the credits because that's where the beyonce one is Mm. um yeah because isn't that sort of where her like go out and vote song was in the last one i mean i guess yes that was like a straight documentary but she had that song that was like we vote for the people (laughs) everybody go vote yeah whatever and then, like, hey, and then, very quickly, was like, please. actually, never mind. Don't ask. Politics, great, perfect. It won't well, talk about that for a while. She does tell the young to vote, so technically, yeah, okay. that's the least. Well, we love that. <laughs> um, a- anything else from the from the Golden Globe nominations you want to touch on? Um, Succession, The Bear, Jury Duty, Ted Lasso. Yeah, I just feel like it's kind of it's whatever. Like I'm sick of Succession. I'm. I was surprised to see a show on there I've never heard of called Slow Horses, Apple TV. Oh, I watched Slow season. Horses. Is it good? Um, it's like a procedural. It's on. Oh, gross. Uh, it's on Apple. I watched yeah. the first season when I covered Apple for BuzzFeed. Okay, three songs from forever. Barbie, which <laughs> I feel like is a good example of a great. <laughs> A great lineup. I love every single one of them. Um, but I do feel like it'll go to Billie Eilish. I don't... I'm like, let's give it to Dua Lipa. I know, but you I don't guys, think it will. Right, but that song is so good. And I Billie know, Eilish... Didn't she I just agree. win an Oscar? Yes. This is a cool Bond fair. song? Yeah. Right, but did she win the Golden Globe for this too? Or for that song? I thought song? the Golden I, Globes didn't exist. I mean, I think they were still giving them out. We just didn't oh. watch them. Um, I don't know. I Yeah, you're right. Like, listen, I just think knowing the voter bodies, they don't usually go for a pop song. You right. Know? I know. No, I think that I think that jerkers. she will probably win. But I'm like, why do we need to give Billie Eilish a second Oscar? Everyone, you know, you know like Matt, this is the problem with awards is if you if you don't take it for the work as is, then suddenly you're like negotiating like, well, she didn't receive this in 10 years. So doing the math, I guess it's uh, overdue and uh, we'll give it to her. Right, But it's sh- also not the best song, <laughs> you know, so it's like it, it shouldn't win either way. Yeah. OK, that's fair. I mean, we'll see. What's interesting about this is one, it's on CBS. Gross. Two, they don't have a host lined up yet. And yeah, she this... did already win a Golden Globe. Okay, great. Congrats to Billy. 
And then I was reading this interview from the new showrunners, who's this is their first time doing the Golden Globes, and they were like, yeah, about the host, like, we didn't want anyone like Ricky Gervais or someone who will, like, dress down Hollywood because this is like a celebration. We want something positive. This is the first thing to happen after the strike. So we just really want to look forward. And so now I'm like, okay, is that going to be boring? Like just the host again? They haven't announced it. It's a secret. It's there's no announcement yet. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, It was announced that Ali Wong turned it down. Um, the trio of oh man, I just forgot they have this stupid podcast. He's an almond mom. What's his name? What almond mom? Yeah, like someone who has disordered eating tendencies, where they're like Kelly Ripa. No, it's it's the three dudes. It's the three comedy dudes, and one of them has Ozark. A... Jason, John, Jason Jay. Bateman, Jason Bateman. He's like an almond mom. Like an almond mom is like a term where it's like. It's like, oh, I don't need dinner. I'll just eat an almond. Like, you know, it's like just this obsessive. Wait, no, like, but oh, Jason, Ball- Jason Bateman oh, is yeah. an almond mom? Yes. You should see like, you should search on TikTok, Jason Bateman, almond mom. It's just clips of this like comedy show they did where he's always making fun of the other guys for ordering food and just being like, oh my gosh, what are you? Like, a-? like it's, it's, it's disturbing, but... Uh, interesting you know he just doesn't strike me as somebody who's like that thin like i feel like he looks like a normal person well it it, it takes effort i guess <laughs> i guess <laughs> he just hates himself i don't know hates food you know um Maybe but anyways they turned it down him and mm-hmm. and who else who were the other people it's like the they have like a whole trio show i don't remember there's a names. show with three people okay so it's him yeah. and two other people yeah and they turned it down no they I turned mean, it down I, I feel like that they have that there's so many like i'm like get um uh uh like there's so I many think. sort of like up and coming like like um what's her face hi gay um get her <laughs> what's her name Hi, gay. She's in. She's in hacks. Why am I forgetting her name right now? <laughs> um. Hi, gay. Welcome We're to Cecily's Butter Shop. Meg Stalter. That's who oh. I'm talking about. Like, like she would be so funny. I think they should bring in Anne Hathaway and Hugh Jackman. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they would. They would be then great. They do great. Like, there's. I feel like there's a lot of, of maybe not like. Oh, your grandmother knows who they are, but like funny sort of celebrities. Like get Bo and Yang to host it. Like he'd mm. be so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, That's exactly. One. That's okay, C- you just look. email them. Yeah, uh, I think I go, they I'll have put a list a... together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reach out to Bo and see if he's interested. Um, that'll be great. When or are like, these supposed to happen? I don't know. Like Issa Rae, could she host him? I feel like she'd be funny. Yeah, but she's very sardonic. She's very sarcastic. So maybe not the positive vibe these two dudes are looking for. You know? Yeah, I mean, I guess like she's definitely going to make some comments about like how the thing things are racist or whatever. I want Z-Way to host something, which yeah, speaking no, she'd of. Be good. She'd keep him on their toes. No, don't she's do bring- speaking of. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> No, we have to talk about this. We have I to talk know about. We have to. But, well, not even about the Z-way thing, but the so George Santos got kicked <sighs> out of the 
House of Representatives. Yeah, and that should be he, the end. That should be the end. Right. Well, he well, should not have a job. Like it shouldn't be. Right. No. Well, yes, but mm. he's gone where all people with no jobs go, which is cameo. I know. And have, and have you seen these cameos that he's no, been, but like, I saw people that he have made one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars this week alone, and it's just like disgusting to me. I don't find it humorous. I find it disturbing and a and an affront to our culture at large. I just I don't. But at think... the same time, it is like public humiliation. Like he might no, as well have that's... been like tarred and feathered because he the <laughs> like the things that he is having to. I mean, yes, he's getting paid for it, but it's like he'll be like, "Congratulations on your first like anal bleaching and you're like yeah. what like how is this person making these videos because like how did rich. he go from he's an elected official well he yeah he barely no. was elected he he's lied he he was like whatever he's doing it for the lulls like do we think literally... it's likely that he'll go to jail i don't know for I something don't remember where it is I feel like he he is giving me Jen Shaw energy, which <laughs> is like all fun and games until you end up in prison with Elizabeth mm-hmm. Holmes for like yeah. 15 years. Yeah, I mean, it's still a yeah, fine prison, but sure. Yeah, no, George Santos, hilarious. I, uh, anytime I see his name, I just can't wait to see what he's up to next. <laughs> I do want to see him on Z-Way though. No, 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 no. I just, I hate it. I hate this part of our uh, brain rot. I just don't understand how people can fail up so regularly, but it's fine. Um, well, leave it to a drag queen. <laughs> Anyways, uh, love it or hate it. Love it or hate it. Well, I was going to talk about the Beyonce uh, concert video. Oh, cute. Wait, Did you see? Me? No. I don't think so. It came. Did I talk about this already? (laughs) I don't think we did because because we had did my birthday episode and then last week we didn't have a yeah 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 and then last week we didn't have I mean you were here so I probably talked to you while yeah yeah. while we were at dinner you're right no please but that doesn't mean that the that the listeners have aren't desperate for my thoughts you're right um Renaissance a film by Beyonce. Impeccable. Uh, directing, directed, starred, starred in, you know, Beyonce like was in charge of all of this as she has been with her last couple of documentaries. Um, and yeah, this is similar to Homecoming. It's the similar formatting where we're getting the shows or the, the full concert and then we're sort of like clipping away to these segments that are mostly about like the making of the the tour, the sort of prep work, the, um, you know, the cast, the crew, et cetera. I think with homecoming and you can sort of sense this a little bit in, in the years in between homecoming and this where homecoming felt very sort of structured and organized and very put together. You didn't get to see a lot of Beyonce sort of being like loosey goosey. It was a lot of Beyonce, like very on top of things. And I think the, the however many years it's been since that came out you and the fact that she has kids and you know that they're getting older that she's like eased up a little bit so i think the behind the scenes stuff was more interesting and you got stories about her growing up and her and her family and her parents and her uncles and you know there's a segment where she's driving around 
um, Houston sort of showing places where they used to perform. There's a whole section about her and Blue Ivy and sort of their relationship, which I think is really interesting. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's an incredible piece of filmmaking, I think, because most concert documentaries are filmed you know, over one night or a couple of nights on one leg of the tour. And so you're really just like getting a recording of the show where this she recorded footage from all of the nights of the concerts, not to mention Mm. the entire tour and stuff before and after, and then went back and sort of like spliced all of this together. And because Mm. Beyonce's like has different outfits and, and there were, you know, slightly different things that happened at various shows, like you're really it's a really a feat of editing and all of these different things going together. And I feel like it's just so well constructed that not only are you getting this, like you're getting to watch this incredible tour with all of this great choreography and vocals and costumes and set design and all of that. But then you're also getting to see like what that looks like across all of these different, um, all, you know, over, across the whole summer and all of these different tours, but then also all of the stuff that goes into it behind the scenes. And, and yeah, I don't know. I was just like, so blown away. Like I knew it was going to be good and I knew Mm -hmm. that she was going to deliver a top notch product, but this sort of just like went above and beyond. And I think that it did let her be a little bit more human than she has been in some of her past projects. Like you get to see her sort of as just like, I mean, obviously not a regular person, but like in a little bit more goofy sort of her um, being a more regular and less of like a put together Beyonce. Um, Yeah. Like more relaxed. So, yeah. I mean, it is like long, I will say. Like, mm-hmm. I loved it and I would go, will hopefully go back and see it again. But it's it's not like a quick little like, oop, doop, doop. Like, <laughs> I had to be like, okay, this is the whole evening because it's like yeah. over three and a half hours. Oh, um, wow. But then it also ends with an original song, which is also great. So, you know, Cute. there's lots of good stuff in it. Awesome. Um, I saw... A similarly uh, feat of a film, editing, costuming, story, the level of talent, um, Godzilla Minus One. Have you heard of it? <laughs> so I feel like I, maybe I got some press emails about this and was like, I don't know what this is. So I didn't really pay attention. Yes. But I feel like I had heard nothing about this movie. And then all of a sudden everybody was ablaze about the fact that, oh my gosh, it's so good. It's the best movie ever. And I was like, I've never heard of this. And then I was, and then I was looking it up and I was like, wait, is this connected to the God? Like, isn't there another Godzilla movie coming out in a couple of months? It's a completely separate thing. This is an original, this is a new storyline. It has nothing to do with like the Godzilla monarch King Kong world. This is a Japanese film. Um, And so it's set, right after world war ii after you know it's a it's about this pilot who's like gone home to like recover after the trauma of the war and then as the you know country's still still reeling godzilla attacks and it's like yeah i hadn't heard of this at all i saw it like pop up pop up on my amc app and then my husband was like oh my gosh i heard great things about this like we should go see it and we did and it was great it was a lot of it was 
I mean, I love a good monster flick. That's always been the case. But this also felt elevated in a way because the story was so interesting and like centered on this humanity of this guy and his like war trauma and PTSD and sort of this question of like what he has to atone for, what he has to live for. And it was like just beautifully acted and honestly beautifully shot. Like it it was just a real feat I felt like that was pleasant to watch and actually kind of like scary. Like it was one of those monster flicks that like actually make you face the like human cost of these sort of disasters because you know, like the the 2010 Godzilla or whatever, they completely destroy, you know, San Francisco or whatever it is. And all these like monster superhero films are so much about like, wow, let's watch monsters fight. Whereas this is just Godzilla and Godzilla is just kind of like traipsing around and his just like big body is just like breaking things down and stomping people. And it's like, you see this sort of impact that's on top of a a country or town that was already like barely coming out from the war and so I just felt like it was so fun but also like really an interesting set like it was just it was clever the way they did it the characters were a lot of fun you have the main character who's like very you know sad and depressed and and really going through it um but then there's all these side characters that have interesting arcs and and compelling narratives and are also funny so it was like really fun and good and i want i think the reason it blew up is because the word of mouth is just so strong with it because again yeah you see one godzilla title and you're like oh this is going to be something just kind of whipped together it's going to look cheap it's going to be cheap like I'm not interested in another after 27, but like they really did a good job of making it unique and also feeling like the tension is high in ways that are different than your usual monster movie. I guess it came out in the beginning of November in Japan. So maybe Mm. like the word of mouth was good sort of in that like, uh, you know, sort of like anime type. Yeah. Space that I'm, I mean, I've, you know what I mean? Like people who are paying attention to these types of things. And so that way when, and Japanese culture. And so then when it came over to the U.S., like those people already knew that it was good and went and saw it. And that's how it had such a I mean, it was obviously like an first. expensive film. It's an established like director and, and cast from Japan. So again, America just tends to be pretty ignorant of things. But I think whatever it is, whoever broke the bubble here it has worked and and it's continued to impress like everybody who's seen it because it has like a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes like 98% audience score on all sorts of metrics so if you are curious about it I think it's worth the ticket just because it's an interesting it's a fun time and it's like yeah something off the beaten path of our usual IP (laughs) I mean, you know, I don't love a monster movie, so it's not necessarily a genre I'm clamoring to see. Yeah. But that being said, it does have really good reviews, and yeah. um, and I think it's it made the shortlist for the best visual um, effects for yeah, the Oscars. Really, so was, yeah. yeah, might be sticking around longer than 
we think. I'm just always surprised when movies like come out of nowhere that I haven't heard of because I'm like, my job <laughs> is to hear about movies. So if there's something that yeah. like I don't know and then everybody all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, yeah, you haven't seen this. It's like, well, like where? Like how? Did, I'm like, did they just like not send me? You were like, too busy watching those George Santos cameos, I guess. Well, I mean, honestly, I think it probably was the fact that it was something with Godzilla, and I was like, oh, the Godzilla movie that's coming out <laughs> yeah. in March. Like, I don't care. And didn't really r- realize that there were two Godzilla <laughs> movies in the works. Yeah, um, but anyways, uh, speaking of, you know, monsters and the world <laughs> ending and disasters and apocalypses and world wars... Um, we will be talking about the Julia Roberts-led disaster post-apocalyptic movie. Uh, wait, crap! What's sort of it? Leave like the world behind. Yeah. Leave. Yeah, yeah. Mid mid apocalypse movie. Leave the world behind. They came to Netflix <laughs> this weekend. Yeah. Um, which is another movie I feel like that sort of like it had some buzz but not a lot but then like i don't know it just sort of like we'll arrived yeah, out yeah, of no yeah, place yeah. yes yeah. yeah we'll discuss in depth on our <laughs> thursday episode but and with special guest actually i just booked him george santos is oh going to be gosh. on the podcast as a cameo i just got an email that there's a screening and i just can't miss <laughs> trolls six so well <laughs> you and georgie <laughs> you'd rather see trolls uh, than george santos yes. interesting 100%. interesting Thank you. <laughs> Things I'd rather watch trolls than. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, thanks for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can always uh, send us an email, leave us a comment, follow us on social media. And otherwise, we'll see you on Thursday. Bye. <laughs>